0: hospitalizations in the country for COVID are unvaccinated people. It never occurred to me after three highly effective vaccines were developed in under a year that we'd have difficulty getting Americans to take the shots. But that's obviously where we are. I want to underscore in the strongest possible manner I can and I say this with some authority as you all know as a result of being a polio victim myself and being very aware that it took seven decades to come up with two effective polio vaccines. This was done in under one year. These shots need to get in everybody's arm as rapidly as possible or we're going to be back in a situation in the fall That we don't yearn for that we went through last year.
1: How dare Mitch McConnell threaten everyone with the potential for more lockdowns in the fall? How dare he say those things, say those things. No, not everyone has to get the vaccine for us to go back to normal. That is a fact. Most people don't most people probably don't need it. I know Joe Rogan got got in trouble for saying that, but it's true. Everybody needs to get the vaccine. What you should do is go talk to your doctor if you need to get it or not. The two of you should make that decision, not some politician and not someone on the TV, not a TV doctor. You can go to jail for giving financial advice on TV or on social media if you say hey buy this stock at this time because I think the price is going to go up or down you can go to jail for that but yet when you when you when you make a blanket statement that everyone needs to get this shot in the arm oh well that's just the the sane rational thing to do no what happens if someone gets that vaccine and they have an allergic reaction to it they have a nervous system damage, or uh, some people have said they had lost feeling in their in their arms and in their hands, or worse, they die from it. Are you going to hold these politicians or the TV doctors accountable for that? No, of course not. So it is it is if you can't give financial advice uh, on TV or through social media because you know the FCC will the FEC or whatever will come after you. For insider trading or whatever, then you shouldn't be able to do the same thing for vaccines, or for any, or for that matter, any medical procedure. It is to me that that, that is beyond me why anyone would do that. And the, furthermore, to to invoke that we might have to go back to what we did last year with the lockdowns and everything. That, no, you have no right to do that. You have no right to say those things, Mitch McConnell. You sold us out. You sold everyone on the right—conservatives, republicans, libertarians, whatever—you sold us all out many times before. And now you're gonna dangle. Well, we might have to go back into lockdowns again in the fall. No, I don't know if anybody saw, but they're one of the. I think the NBA finals, or there was some kind of finals uh, sporting event, and there was a huge crowd outside a major city. And the commentators were like, "Well, wow, this must make Dr. Fauci cringe." I can't remember what the game was, or. What teams were playing, but had to be thousands, tens of not maybe ten or so thousand people standing shoulder to shoulder outside, cheering on their team. And it's just you know whatever, it's not a big deal. People have moved on. Even the commentators said that you know this this must make Fauci cringe. Well, I hope it does. I hope Fauci is shaking in his boots like what we saw this past week with. Uh, Rand Paul catching him in a lie about gain of function research. And he's like, well, you know what you're talking about? Dude, he's taking what you said just a year ago or just a year before that and comparing it to now with gain of function research, dude, you're the one who's changing your statement. You're the one that's lying here. Not, not, not Dr. Rand Paul, but, um, Mitch McConnell and everyone else in the GOP who supports this, uh, should, uh, should call for his resignation or they 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 need to prime primary Mitch McConnell because he's not doing anything in the Senate. He's not doing anything to further the Trump agenda if you if that's what you're that the, that's the side that you fall on. The guy's a joke. He's a turtle. He he legit looks like a turtle. He needs to be ran out of the Senate. He's been there way too long. It's time for him to go. But anyway, welcome back to the uh, Joe Show. Uh, it's Wednesday. Recording another episode here. Um, I've got a lot of things on my mind that I want to talk about, especially this piece I've got here from BuzzFeed about the FBI and the the uh, the Gretchen Whitmore or Whit- Whitmore ki- uh, kidnappers, supposedly. I've got. I want to talk about that, and there's this kind of ties in with the the Capitol Police moving on to. Um, Moving branches to different states in California and Florida, so the Capitol Police, the the folks who are supposed to protect the Capitol, are opening field offices in different states because of alleged threats against members of Congress. I, I in my thought as well, shouldn't that be up to the FBI or maybe the Secret Service? If they, I don't know if the Secret Service protects the Capitol members, but or maybe local PD. Uh, the FBI, if, if you're going to have an FBI, maybe they should be in charge of, you know, uh, things that happen outside of D.C. Not The one organization that, that their sole purpose is to protect the Capitol, even though they can't do that because of what happened on January 6th, the great um, unscheduled, unsupervised tour of the Capitol that that was. But anyway, so what I want to talk about is what's going on with, the, with this BuzzFeed article. And I want you to keep in mind, this is BuzzFeed, okay? This isn't National Review, this isn't the Conservative Review, this isn't uh, the Cato or, or Reason Magazine. This isn't a, a right-wing site at all, or what could be considered right-wing, or conservative, or even libertarian. This is BuzzFeed. This is a, uh, a leftist publication. This is what uh, a lot of the, the cultural left reads. This is what a lot of the cultural news the cultural left news comes from, cultural um, uh, 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 political landscape comes from, if you will. So this is not at all, um, could be confused with anything else but that. This is BuzzFeed. I, I, I want to make sure that I make that very clear. So the article is called Watching the Watchmen. And it's written by two, uh, two authors, uh, Ken Binsinger uh, and Jessica Garrison, it's a long piece. I've read, I think I've read the whole thing, or most, I've read just about all of it. And it's it's a long piece. It's like it's about as long as that, uh, the, uh, the Time Magazine piece about the election being stolen. Um, but there's a couple things I want to talk about here in the beginning of the article. About the uh, FBI's involvement with the uh, alleged kidnapping plot of uh, Governor Whitmer. Uh, for those of you who don't know, she was the governor of um, some state. It's the governor of Michigan. Um, you now, prior to the alleged kidnapping incident, uh, Gretchen Whitmore had put up or instituted um, uh, harsh, harsh lockdowns, um, and she was she she had been caught breaking her own COVID rules and lockdowns and distancing and whatnot. Um, she had. I think, I think it was her that even though she had said, you know, don't leave to go visit family of the holidays, um, stay home, she left and went and visited her family. So it, it's she's involved in all kinds of uh, hypocrisy and all this. And a lot of folks on the right, including myself and Jacob and a lot of other folks on the Tweety, uh, we don't like her because the lockdowns were wrong, they were awful, and they were harmful. Um, she's just as wrong as just as much as uh, Mitch McConnell is wrong for threatening these lockdowns. But anyway, um, there was supposedly this uh, this covert operation by what people are calling um, r- these right wing groups, these militia groups like the Boogaloo Boys or uh, these other groups. And supposedly what had happened was is that they had concocted and devised a plan where they would kidnap Gretchen Whitmore. Um, and that's kind of where the story goes from there because they all got caught. And BuzzFeed picks up the story and they're talking about how, well, there were FBI informants that infiltrated this group. So uh, they give they don't give a whole lot of names of the informants because to protect their identity, which, okay, whatever. Um one of them had been uh so for 6 months the Iraq veteran who was one of the informants had been wearing a wire gar- gathering hundreds of hours of recordings uh, he wasn't the only one a biker had traveled from Wisconsin to join the group uh, who was also an informant the men who advised them were on uh, were the men who, the men who advised them on where to put the explosives and offered to get them as much uh, task is would be required as much information and you know materials and whatnot uh, was an undercover FBI agent so was the man um, in the car who who went by the name of Mark so a lot of them they give an example of one of the meetings that they had and one of the guys in the car who was an FBI agent was trying to push the kidnapping because the defense attorneys are claiming that the uh the folks that were involved the the, the militia groups not the informants were the, were the ones who were perpetrating this uh um this so-called uh um a kidnapping um then over time, the uh, the federal agents swooped in and, and arrested more than a dozen men accused of participating in, in what was a federal uh, prosecutor called a deeply disturbing criminal conspiracy hatched over months in secret meetings, encrypted chats, and paramilitary style training exercises. Some of the men who had driven to Birch Lake that night wound up in jail. Um, they were like the they were calling it like the big boog and stuff like that. Um, they were plotting to kidnap the governor, as I said. Um, But there's a problem with this. And the problem with this is, is that the defense attorneys for those who were arrested or who are being accused of this crime are saying that they were coerced or that this is federal entrapment, this is FBI entrapment, that they wouldn't have done this if it weren't for these informants pushing them. And this kind of stuff happens all the time with the FBI and the ATF. I've got another example on the ATF here in a minute. This kind of stuff happens all the time. Um, So, and this is BuzzFeed talking now. An examination of the case by BuzzFeed News also reveals that some of the informants acting under the direction of the FBI played a far larger role than had previously been reported. Working in secret, they did more than just passively observe and report on the actions of the suspects. In fact, they had a hand in nearly every aspect of the alleged plot, starting with its inception. The extent of involvement raises questions as to whether they were, had been involved, had been, have been, have even been a conspiracy without them. Um, this calls into question the whole thing now. Were these guys really planning to kidnap the, the, uh, the, the governor? Um, there's also information out there that they were giving them military training. The FBI informants were giving them military-style training for tactics and uh, how to do these types of things. Because, as we know, one of them was an Iraq veteran. I'm sure he has more knowledge on how to uh, do this kind of stuff than I would. Um, but anyway... Um, so the, 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 most damning part of this whole article is that this, this, they're saying BuzzFeed reports this. This is what BuzzFeed is, is leaning to believe that, uh, that the extent of their involvement raises questions to, as to whether they would have even been a conspiracy without them. So without the FBI informants pushing these guys to do this, would this have even happened at all? Could this just have been a group of guys who were like, you know, oh we hate, Rachel Whitmore, blah, 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 drinking beer, you know, shooting at targets, and nothing ever comes of it. Could it be that the FBI sees these folks, sees they're their, their reading emails, they're reading text messages, they're getting involved in these cryptic, um, you know, the emails or texts that are going on through encryption. Maybe they're seeing this to say, oh, well, maybe we can use this to get a big break or a big win or whatever. Could that be the possibility? Yeah, because I can tell you this has happened before. I don't know. I don't know how many people remember Ruby Ridge. I was too young, but I've done quite a bit of research on Ruby Ridge in Waco. And uh, Randy Weaver was a—he um, was a racist. There's no doubt about it. Uh, he fled to the uh, the mountains of Idaho um, because he wanted to get away from Zog, the Zionist-occupied um, government. Um, I don't endorse any of his views. I don't think that he was a particularly a great guy. Um, but what the ATF and FBI did to his family and the Marshall Service did to his family was completely wrong, and they should have paid a price for it. But the Branch Davidians were the ones who ended up paying a price for the inaction of going after the federal agencies that were completely out of control. But anyway. So what happened was is that Randy Weaver and his family they move up to Idaho because, to get away from uh, to prepare for the Zionist occupied government where they would eventually be in the army to overthrow the government. And while they were up there, they get radicalized by I want to say radicalized, but they get involved in a white supremacist group. Uh, they were like KKK people. They harmless. They 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 they, they, they weren't going to do anything. Well, the FBI and the, especially the ATF were looking a way to get infiltrated into this whole scenario, this whole meeting group just to see what was going on. And to do this, they sent undercover FBI agents. And one of these FBI, or one, not FBI, ATF agents. At this point, they're all the same. But anyway, they, they send in these informative undercover ATF agents. And one way or another, they get hooked up with... Uh, Randy Weaver because they they know that he's new to the group and he wants to see he would bring friends into the group. Well, little did everybody know that that friend of the people he was bringing around were ATF agents, and this ATF agent, you know, convinces Randy Weaver to sell him sawed-off shotguns. So the ATF agent can you know convinces or coerces Randy Weaver to sell sawed-off shotguns. Now Randy Weaver and everybody else knew. That, that was illegal, they knew that that, that you know if, if there was feds around that they would all go to jail. So if it weren't for the ATF agent coercing Randy Weaver or uh, you know uh, not coercing but um, convincing or um, you know, entrapping Randy Weaver to do that, he probably would have never done it. But the ATF wanted to find a way into this group to see if they had illegal firearms or whatever. But in order for them to do that, they they had to convince someone or coerce someone to break the law. And then after that, they they indict Randy Weaver to come before court and go to a court hearing. He's like, I'm not going because I was tricked into doing this. I wouldn't have normally done this. So he decides not to go. And then that sparks the whole Ruby Ridge... A uh, fiasco where the marshals and the FBI get involved, and Sam Weaver and, and Vicki Vicky Weaver end up getting killed by the ATF or by the um, FBI and the Marshal Service, and that li- led to a whole catastrophe. The same thing happened with Waco. The ATF and the FBI get involved, looking for possible problems with gun charges, and the whole thing corrupt, you know, collapses into a you know 50 plus day siege that ended up with over 90 people getting murdered. So this type of thing has happened before. And there's been numerous, um, there's been numerous examples of these terrorists um, who may have never, would have ever committed a, these, these terrorist acts if it weren't for FBI informants getting involved and further radicalizing them to see where they would go and what they would do and who they would talk to. The underwear bomber is a, a famous example of this. They were following him for weeks before he got on that plane and decided to try to blow it up. They knew about these people the guy that shot up the pulse nightclub they were following that guy for months and they chose to do nothing to see they just wanted to see who he would talk to and what he would do there's also many times when you have these people that it might be sympathetic to let's say when isis was a big problem we had a lot of more terrorist attacks in this country you had people that were somewhat sympathetic to these groups but they wouldn't normally act out or do anything. Well, the FBI gets a hold of their name and information and they're like, well, well, let's let's see what happens here. So to me, this happens all the time and it's happened before and it's gonna happen again. But to me this raises a huge question of entrapment. Did the FBI entrap these guys? Did they did they coerce these guys in um, in Michigan to kidnap the governor? Because if they did, This whole thing's got to be thrown out. And this kind of gets into a larger question of federal policing. Local policing is a completely different issue. Federal policing like the FBI, the ATF, um, the Capitol Police, that's a whole other question. And the question is, if they're going to use tactics like this, this is Stasi-like tactics. This is what the SS did or very similar to it. You can't you can't go around linking up with these so-called militia groups and saying, "You know what? Let's let's see if we can push this a little further. Let's see if we can get them to do something illegal." No, you can't do that. Cuz if they weren't going to do it anyway, but yet you convince them of maybe let's use some violence. No, you can't do that. That's not that's not law and order, that's not justice. That's that's wrong. And Mike Cernovich has done a lot of good work on this, too. Anytime anyone tries to promote violence or push the, the message towards violence, he always blocks them. He reports them. He's like, we, we have nothing to do with these people. And there are numerous videos that have come out before January 6th of people in the crowd... Who are saying that, you know, we got to take the fight to the Capitol. We got to show up with arms or we got to show up with, you know, meaning business. And everyone in the crowd is shouting fed, fed, fed. This is an informant. This is someone who is trying to infiltrate the group to promote violence. So if you're in one of these groups or you're or you know someone that's in one of these groups and they say, well, this guy's talking about using violence. He's talking about taking the fight to the capital, whatever. You need to call them out as a fed. Because that's what they are. This is uh, this is a this is a pretty big deal. This is a big problem, and I know a lot of people want answers on to what happened at January sixth. I know people want to see these militia groups kind of put down, but you can't do it this way. Because this will only make the situation worse. And my my. My point to that is, is well, okay. Well, let's look at what's going on with the January sixth commission. So Nancy Pelosi is putting together a uh, a commission to investigate what on um, the what happened at the Capitol on January sixth. So she releases a statement, um, and what she says. And this I'll read the statement. It's not that long. Uh, Nancy Pelosi released a statement on the Republican. Uh, recommendations to serve on the House Select Committee to investigate the January 6th attack on the U.S Capitol. this is what, this is what it says. The violent domestic attack on Congress on January 6 was the most was the worst assault on the Capitol since the war of 1812 what? And the worst domestic assault on American devo- democracy since the Civil War. We are facing a radically new threat in the kinds of forces that combined to attack our government on January 6. The future of our democracy is on the line. The, this assault was an attempt to overthrow the government. No, it wasn't. No, it, no, it wasn't. <laughs> we need a, a comprehensive investigation as to who organized this attack, who paid for it, how they nearly succeeded in overthrowing the presidential election. They did. They didn't get close to doing that. Th- such things. Um, why they did it and how they, we must organize ourselves to prevent anything like this from ever happening again. It has been our hope to establish a bipartisan, independent national commission. Uh, but there is no prospect for that commission at, at this time because of insufficient support from Republican senators. Therefore, the House has established the, the Select Committee to investigate the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. The Select Committee on January 6th uh, in, insurrection will investigate a report upon the facts and the causes of the terroristic mob attacked the U.S. Capitol on January 2021. It will also be charged with reporting findings, and conclusions, and recommendations for preventing future attacks. Here's here's the kicker. Here, Monday evening, the few, the minority leader recommended five members to serve on the select committee. I have spoken with them this morning about the uh, the objections raised about Representatives uh, Jim Banks and Jim Jordan, and their impacts. Their appointments may have on the integrity of the investigation. I also informed him what I. Was prepared to appoint. I was prepared to appoint representatives, other uh, representatives, to uh, to uh, recommend to the other two members. With respect to the integrity of the investigation, with an immense uh, with insistence on the truth and with concern about statements made and actions taken by these members, I must reject the recommendations of Representative Banks, George, to, to the Select Committee. The unprecedented nature of January 6 demands unprecedented um, unprecedented decision. Um, this is why this keeps happening. This is why you. This is why you have these militia groups, right? Because here you have people that these people in these militia groups think that that other, these members of Congress they send them there to represent them. But what they're actually doing is that they're taking the taking the people they think represent them out of a commission to investigate what happened, and they're kicking them out because they want a one size fits all. They want a witch hunt. Because I can guarantee you they're all going to come to one conclusion. That conclusion is, well, Trump did it. And who supports Trump? Jim Jordan. And I, I would assume Jim Banks as well. I don't, know, I don't know I don't know that much about him. But it's already it's already a foregone conclusion that yeah, Trump was responsible for this. It was these militia groups that were responsible for, for this. So do you know what that does? that, that makes them dig in a little bit further. You know what? they're already against us the, the 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 government's already against us and this whole thing that she talks about how this was the worst attack assault on the capital since the war of 1812 no it was not what did they do break some windows put their feet on your desk that no they you were there just hours later certifying the election they did not overthrow the government that's that was not Going to happen was never going to happen. Those people were there because they were upset that no one was listening to them because they had concerns or they had questions about the way this election was conducted because of COVID, because of the mail-in ballots, because of all a lot of a lot of irregular um, irregularities. Uh, (laughs) That's not a word. Uh, A lot of um, things that were happening with, with the way where votes were being counted. They felt like their voices weren't being heard. They felt like the election was stolen from the president because of uh, many different reasons. They felt like his first term was stolen from him or from them because of the whole Russia thing, because everything Trump did got dragged through the mud. They felt like their side wasn't being heard. And here we have an opportunity to at least air the grievances. You know, Mike, or not Mike Pence, but um, uh, Ted Cruz Push for a motion to at least let's talk about the problems. Let's talk about what these people are concerned about. The Democrats said no. We're going forward with the election. We're going forward with certifying the votes, even though in these audits, it's showing in a lot in some different states that there are uh, some there are tens of thousands of votes that they don't have signatures for, or they don't have addresses for, or they have more. Uh, there, there's there's a uh, impropriety, if you will, in votes that were sent out. Than received. There were more votes, you know, they got the same number of votes sent out than they got, in, they got. Let me, let me stop myself, they sent out a certain amount of votes, and when you send out votes like that, you don't always get the same number back, but they, all, they got the same number back. And there's so many cases, and Stephen Crowder did a video on this, about how a lot of these votes were counted twice, we saw that here in Georgia, or votes that were, votes that they don't have a legit address to. Like, Stephen Crowder did a video on this. He talked about how they looked at the address for some of these votes, and some of them were a bridge, or they were a parking lot, or something like that. So there's legit questions to be asked about this election. Now, do I think it was stolen? Do I think there was fraud? I think that there's too much at stake for there not to be fraud, on either side. And it's amazing how the left went from, went from in the George W. Bush you know years, from selected, not elected, to, oh, well, if there's a vote that was picked up off the ground, we got to count it. To, oh, don't question democracy. It's amazing how that has changed. And they're using this. They're using what Nancy Pelosi has said. They're using what happened on January 6th. They're using what happened with um, these all these, you know, quote, attacks or threats on congressional leaders. What's what going on with Gretchen Whitmore to push the Capitol Police to expand to other states. Now, the Capitol Police are, prespo- are supposed to protect the Capitol. Well, as we know, they didn't do a very good job with that on January 6th. I would bet money that the FBI and Capitol Police were infiltrating groups on January 6th, that they were pushing people to do what they did on January 6th. Like I said earlier, there's plenty of videos going around of people trying to incite violence and everyone in the groups shouting, he's a Fed, he's a Fed, don't listen to him, don't use violence, don't go to the Capitol and, you know, don't don't break the doors down, don't break windows, don't do that. But now you have what's going to be a Stasi-like police force, federal police force, that according to Mike Cernovich and things that he has retweeted, retweeted, that... These types of—these uh, uh, capital Police have more latitude to do things. So it's a branch of Congress which is excluded from FOIA, or Freedom of Information Act. No law such applies to the Capitol Police. So they don't, they don't have to—if you request a FOIA from the Capitol Police, they're not—they they don't, they don't have any obligation to release that information. So they're a secret police. Now, this might sound like black helicopters, and this might sound like a conspiracy theory. It might be turning into Alex Jones, but Alex Jones was right. He's, he's been right more often than he's been wrong. There's a famous, uh, I don't know if it's famous, but there's a, uh, I guess, a pretty well-known um, Twitter handle of Alex Jones was right, and you know what? He was right. He may have been right. He may have gotten the story slightly wrong, or the name slightly wrong, or the timing wrong, just slightly, but he's been right more than he has been, he's been more right than he has been wrong. So with the Capitol Police being now being set up in different states like uh, California and Florida to investigate, you know, threats on uh, other members of Congress, I can guarantee that only goes one way. I don't think that they're really going to go after people that are threatening Republican, uh, um, Republican uh, congressmen or senators. I don't think they're going to do that. Because there's been many times that people have threatened Thomas Massey or Tay Cruz or you, know, you pick one, pick, pick any of them. They said awful things about Trump. They said awful things about Mike Pence and those that supported um, the president. But it, 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 to me, it seems like the Capitol Police being moved into other states and looking into this stuff that, that they're going to be like a secret police and that they're not going to be that they're excluded from, freedom of, uh, from FOIA. Sounds like that, that they'll they be doing some shady things, they'll, that they will be infiltrating like the FBI did and the ATF did back in the day and now with the, the Whitmore case to try to promote violence that on people that wouldn't normally do this type of thing. Wouldn't normally do these types of thing. but I guess we'll see what happens. So that's all I really wanted to talk about uh, today. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know. Probably, Jacob probably won't be able to do a live stream on Friday because I think he's still banned on YouTube. So he'll probably just do an audio podcast, just audio, uh, on Friday, and then I'll be back on Monday with the Standing Brothers show. Then we back here on uh, next Wednesday, and I, I'm hoping to get a guest, and I we I think we're going to talk about something that um, isn't necessarily political, but may tie into some political things and some. It's more cultural stuff. So I'm going to see if I can make that happen. Uh, i got to figure out the logistics of doing that because I'll probably have to record off-site. But anyway, um, thanks for listening, everyone. I'll be back on Monday, and I'll be back next week with another Joe show. So thanks for listening, folks.